You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All of you Foxborough faithful, you are now locked into the Locked On Patriots podcast and welcome to Crossover Thursday here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Today's episode of Locked On Patriots is presented by Visa. Locked On listeners help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the NFL. Patriots Nation, it is almost Friday and almost game day, but not quite yet. We've done some talking about Sunday afternoon's big matchup between your New England Patriots and the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. This Sunday, in Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium, 425 p.m. Eastern. But let's face it, here on Locked On Patriots, the competition doesn't truly begin until we've crossed the streams and presented Crossover Thursday between Chris Clark, host of Locked On Chiefs, and yours truly, Mike DeBate, host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, your comments, your feedback are always welcomed and greatly appreciated. Feel free to share that feedback anytime by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there doing some Thursday traveling through the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Patriots fans, I know you're all excited for this week's crossover between Locked On Patriots and Locked On Chiefs. After all, the defending Super Bowl champions are 3-0, coming off of a very impressive Monday night win over the Baltimore Ravens. Patrick Mahomes is looking unstoppable, as is the rest of his offensive supporting cast. However... The New England Patriots defense is not exactly an also-ran unit. In the past, they've shown that they're capable of shutting down some pretty formidable offensive units. Bill Belichick always seems to have an optimal game plan in place. And to be honest, I don't expect any different on Sunday. But it's one thing to think that you can stop an offense. It's another thing to even say you can stop an offense. But to go out there and actually do it is a much different task. The Chiefs present so many different ways to beat you. Not only can Patrick Mahomes do it with his arm and his legs, but he's got a number of weapons at his disposal. The Chiefs boast one of the deepest and most talented core of skill position players I've ever seen. Whether it's Tyreek Hill, Mecole Hardman, or Sammy Watkins at the wide receiver position, Travis Kelsey at the tight end, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running the ball. The Chiefs have proven they can do it all. And not to be forgotten is the offensive beautiful mind on the sidelines, Andy Reid. But as previously stated, the Patriots have a pretty beautiful defensive mind of their own right in Bill Belichick. This will be a battle of wits, a battle of abilities on the field, and I certainly have a feeling that this one is going to be an exciting game at Arrowhead on Sunday afternoon. But if we're being honest, pleasantries and talking up the opponent only go so far. 
you want strategy, we all want to talk strategy. And today on this Crossover Thursday, I am beyond honored to share the microphone with my colleague at the Locked On Podcast Network, Chris Clark, one of the true best in the business when it comes to breaking down anything and everything related to the Kansas City Chiefs. Whether it be offensive prowess, defensive improvement, or coaching strategy, Chris's analysis is spot on. And here today on the pod, we will be breaking down anything and everything you need to get yourself ready for Sunday afternoon's game between the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. But before we officially cross the streams here on this Week 4 Crossover Thursday, it's time to take a look into the report of The Walking Wounded. On Wednesday evening, both teams issued their first injury and participation report for the week. Your New England Patriots only had one player on the did-not-participate list, and that was defensive back Cody Davis. Suffered a rib injury in the closing moments of Sunday's game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Cody was actually out of practice on Wednesday. It was also widely reported on Thursday that he was not on the practice field. Not looking good for Cody in this one. That could be a blow to the Patriots' special teams. So again, keep a sharp eye, but right now it looks like Cody Davis will likely be out for Sunday's contest. Pats also listed four players as having limited availability on Wednesday. Defensive lineman Adam Butler still listed with a shoulder. Wide receiver Julian Edelman still listed with a knee. Isaiah Wynn, who showed up on the injury report at the tail end of last week, once again listed with a calf injury. And this one's a little interesting, folks. Running back Sony Michelle listed with a quad injury. Sony is coming off arguably his best regular season game as a Patriot. He looked solid and fluid in his movements on Sunday, so seeing him pop up on the injury report with a quad is a little concerning. But it should be noted that he was out there practicing in limited availability. It's also reported that Sony was once again on the practice fields on Thursday. So once again, keep a sharp eye on Thursday's injury report. If Sony shows up again as being limited, then you might start questioning whether or not he might give it a go in this one. If he's listed as a full participant, then it looks like by all accounts he'll be willing to give it a go. In a non-injury situation, James White was once again back on the football field. He's looking very good according to reports, and I would say he's pretty much a lock to be playing this Sunday against the Chiefs. And as for those Chiefs, they did not have one player on the did not participate. A full house in yesterday's practice for the defending Super Bowl champions. Two players were limited in their availability. Defensive tackle Chris Jones listed with a groin injury and defensive end Alex Okafor listed with a hamstring. So really, when it comes right down to it, both teams doing pretty well in the health department. It looks like pretty full arsenals for both clubs, and that only means one thing. A very exciting matchup on tap. New England Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs, in what I believe will end up being the game of the week. Of course, I might be a little biased, but I think Chris Clark would agree with me on this one as well. And speaking of myself and Chris Clark, we will be crossing the streams with Locked On Chiefs here in just one moment as we present this Week 4 Crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Patriots. But first, Locked On listeners, we are nearly a quarter of the way through the 2020 NFL season. And this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, all the crazy catches, the wild comebacks, and the breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. 
Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Folks, today is October 1st, 2020. We are about to enter the final quarter of the calendar year. And I don't think I'm overstepping my boundaries by saying there will be very few of us that will be sad to see 2020 go. So much of what we do has been changed, slowed, even come to a standstill, including travel. But that doesn't mean you still don't have to get where you need to go. And the best way to do it is behind the wheel of your own trusty vehicle. And that means making sure that it is looking and running at its absolute best. Take pride in your ride by visiting my friends at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brands, the specifications, and here's the best part, folks. Choose the prices you prefer. RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers just like you and me. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to put Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Chiefs Kingdom, Patriots Nation, the two most recent teams to win a Super Bowl in the NFL are set to do battle in week four of the 2020 NFL season. The New England Patriots are gone to Kansas City to take on the reigning Super Bowl champion, the Kansas City Chiefs. And while the Chiefs roster is locked and reloaded for a potential repeat, the Patriots roster looks a little different, especially under center. That doesn't necessarily mean that this matchup will be any less exciting and hard fought. It's always a great time when these two teams share the field of battle. So without further ado, let's kick off this crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Mike DeBate, host of the Locked On Patriots Podcast, and joining me today is Chris Clark, host of Locked On Chiefs. Chris, always an honor and a pleasure to share the microphone with you. Mike, I always enjoy these. Uh, great talking to you again. And I got to admit, it does still sound weird for me to hear people say Super Bowl champs, Kansas City. <laughs> I wish not I that could... I'm not going to get used to it. But... <laughs> oh, I wish I could say that I wasn't used to it. No, I'm only kidding, folks. You know, it's uh, uh, well-deserved and well-earned. And uh, based on their performance last night, it's hard to argue that they're not in the driver's seat for another run to that title. But... There's a team up in Foxborough that might want to have something to say about that. But, uh, Chris, uh, this is our second regular season crossover. Of course, last year, we remember these two teams met for an exciting matchup in Foxborough, Sunday, December 8th, Week 14, a 23-16 to victory for the Chiefs. And in 2020, we didn't have to wait quite as long this time around. Week 4, October 4th, this Sunday, and a 425 p.m. date at Arrowhead Stadium. Now, Chris, from a Patriots perspective, the camps, the champs are a force to be reckoned with on both sides of the ball. But if we're being honest, it's the offense that's on the minds of the Foxborough faithful. Patrick Mahomes is performing at an elite level once again, coming off of a near flawless performance on Monday night uh, in Baltimore, in which he shredded a very solid Ravens secondary. 
The Patriots have a solid secondary of their own, but they're going to have their hands full with a variety of options. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Mecole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. Uh, that's just to name a few. <laughs> and that's a lethal don't, passing Don't forget attack. Anthony Sherman and Eric Fisher after this last week. Absolutely, especially after this week. They just utilize every option they possibly can. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has more than delivered in the running game. The Patriots have had their struggles in stopping the run so far this season, Chris. And while most teams shy away from testing the Patriots' defensive backfield, the Chiefs really have nothing to fear but fear itself, if we're being honest. When you size up the Patriots' defense, do you see Kansas City deploying more of an aerial attack or a ground attack in this one? You know, honestly, I still think that they're going to stay true to who they are, and I think they're more of a passing team than they are a running team. So I just think that that's going to be the reality of this game. Uh, I do realize that the Patriots' passing defense is a lot better than their running defense, and that might lend them to run a little bit more, uh, especially if Mahomes sees that he's getting you know lighter boxes. I mean, maybe at that point uh, you start handing the ball off more. You know, you change the play. I think Andy's given him the ability to do that, and I think he's done it well. So the question is, is, you know, what are the Patriots going to do to try to defend against him? Uh, that's really going to be the key. If they can try to slow Pat down and they can get him to, you know, miss on some of his uh, pre-snap reads, then I think that that's going to put them in a better situation. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, uh, up here in New England, the question on everybody's mind is, how do you solve a problem like Patrick Mahomes? And the easiest way to put that, Chris, is there really isn't an easy way to do it. I think the best way to at least try to slow him a little bit, and I think you'll see the Patriots do this, is put together some sim pressures, maybe try to keep Patrick in the pocket, keep him from being able to scramble, keep him from being able to make those big chunk plays that are such a big part of what the Kansas City Chiefs do on offense. That's a lot easier said than done. Uh, there's no question about it because we saw from the Monday night performance and really all through the season and even the second half of last year that if you try to take something away from the Kansas City Chiefs, they have more than enough in their arsenal to be able to combat that and then put it back on you and be able to beat you in so many different ways. So a formidable task well, it, for the New England Patriots coming up. Yeah, and the thing I would say that really I think he's added to his arsenal since late last season in the playoffs last year and early this season, he's using his feet a lot more. And I, and he's running, and I don't mean that as in he's a running quarterback because obviously that's not what he is. But he is taking his shots uh, down the field when he has the opportunities. But when he sees a free 12 yards and a free first down, he's going to go run and get it. And I think that really makes him very hard to defend because he is – I'm not going to say he's Lamar Jackson. He obviously isn't, but he is fast enough and he does, he is fleet enough on foot to be able to get, you know, the 12 yards or, you know, against the Chargers, it was 20 yards right down the middle of the field. So uh, that I think is something that he's really added that really makes him a lot harder to, def to defend. Absolutely. And from personal experience, I can tell you having a quarterback that is capable of being mobile at the same time of beating you with his arm is a pretty nice problem to have. And Chris, offensively, the Patriots have a new look and a new dimension now under Cam Newton. The incorporation of zone reads and the occasional RPO has blended very nicely with New England's traditional use of play action. And the running game has really gained a resurgence. In fact, on Locked On Patriots, I've taken to calling them the New England Transit Authority. 
that hasn't really caught on the way I'd hoped, but we'll we'll digress on that. You know, I'm still hoping, I'm still praying for the best, but you know, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll let that live. Um, the Pats might open up Sunday's game in Kansas City by trying to establish the run. That's something that we haven't seen a lot with the New England Patriots before. The run was a complimentary piece, but usually not their focal point. Now, the Chiefs front has struggled in stopping the run, at least statistically. Uh, they allowed 153 yards per game, but. If you look at our performance on Monday night, I thought Kansas City did a phenomenal job of containing the Ravens' vaunted ground attack. I was particularly impressed with the Chiefs' linebackers, Ben Nyman, Anthony Hitchens, Damian Wilson. I thought they did a nice job of containing the perimeter, preventing the Ravens from controlling the game on the ground, especially after the first possession of the night. Chris, in your opinion, how has Kansas City's run defense evolved, and how has it helped in providing some much-needed help for their pass defense as well? You know, you start looking at this team and it's really surprising because against the Chargers, they weren't very good against the run. I think that they struggled, uh, especially early in that game against the run, against Eckler uh, and that running attack that the Chargers have. And then you go into a situation where you're facing probably one of the best teams, at least top three in the NFL, rushing the ball. Uh, And you add in the dimension of Lamar Jackson and you expect that you're just it's going to hurt you all night long. Well, the first part of the game, the Ravens ran the ball down the Chiefs' throat for the most part, and then they stalled out and kicked a field goal. You start looking at what that's going to do when you don't put TDs on the board. You're going to have a really hard time beating this Chiefs team. But then Kansas City adjusted, and they were able to slow down the Ravens' attack. They were able to stop the running, and as soon as they got up two scores, the Ravens had to basically abandon the run. I mean, they still tried to run a little bit, but not near as much as I think that they wanted to. And I think that's one of the keys in this game and, and really in any NFL game is you have to stay true to who your team is until it absolutely becomes necessary. I think the Ravens got away from who they were as a team a little too early, and I think that they've done that the past couple of times they played Kansas City, and that's really hurt them. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I think you're absolutely correct. And look, Kansas City definitely has a formidable defense, sometimes overshadowed by the prowess that they show on offense. But this is a team that is capable of stopping you in a number of different directions. That secondary is still formidable. I like their front seven and their linebackers, again, very much impressed me on Monday night. So a lot to digest if you're a New England Patriots fan. Oh, that and the fact that the Chiefs are basically capable of putting up uh, points at will when they feel like it. And it is definitely something. <laughs> something that Patriots fans have a sharp eye on. And Chris, I thank you because but, you provided a great amount of insight when it comes to the Chiefs. And the biggest thing that you have to realize when you're playing in Kansas City is they can put up a lot of points, but they can also put up uh, points from behind. Uh, that is the biggest thing that I think Mahomes has shown that I think is so impressive is his will and his ability to come from behind, even as much as you know double-digit leads at times Absolutely. in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. And coming from a franchise and a fan base that is used to seeing comebacks, uh, Tom Brady did it up here for a number of years. We saw Cam Newton almost pull one off a couple of Sundays ago, so maybe Cam is capable of doing that. But you know what, Chris? This really wouldn't be a true crossover unless we flip the script and you put me on the hot seat. In just a moment, folks, Chris will take over the command and seek my wisdom and counsel, I say that tongue-in-cheek, folks, on all things New England Patriots. We will do so when this Lockdown Crossover Thursday continues. All right, Mike, let's just dive right into this game. And really, the biggest question I think that a lot of Chiefs fans really want to know, obviously Tom Brady's gone. That was a huge change for New England. 
but how have they really changed the offense? We kind of you kind of already touched on it with Cam Newton, but how much have you seen a, a big change in their offensive scheme and what they're going to do to try to to attack this Kansas City defense? Well, it's given a new dimension to the New England Patriots offense, Chris. I think the easiest way to say that is something that I alluded to earlier uh, in the uh, the first segment. They're able to incorporate zone reads. They're able to incorporate RPOs, things that the New England Patriots were not able to incorporate into their offense when Tom Brady was running it. I say it every week. That's no disrespect intended to Tom Brady, who essentially ran the New England Patriots offense the way it was constructed, as well as anyone possibly could have. But Cam just provides a different dimension. A lot of people are talking about the fact that Cam has completely changed the offense. He hasn't changed the offense. The Patriots are still predicated on short yard downs. They're predicated on using the play action to open up the passing and the running games. They're still doing that. Um, You've seen Cam Newton run a lot of the same plays that Tom Brady has run. So if you're a Chiefs fan and you're looking for this completely new look, different offense, you're probably going to recognize a lot of the plays that the Patriots are going to run. So the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be well aware of that. What the Chiefs defense is going to have to do is respect the fact that Cam is capable of tucking and running, basically. He's capable of extending plays with his uh, with his legs. If he doesn't see an option, he is more than capable of being able to utilize the run to get the yardage that he needs. Um, if I'm the Kansas City defense, I'm looking at what the Oakland, excuse me, the Oakland, my God, <laughs> the, the <laughs> Las Vegas. Man, I get it. Oh my God. You know, I, I covered the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers for years and the first couple of months I was covering the team, I referred to them as San Diego, which got me corrected an awful lot. But I digress, folks. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders actually, I think, did a nice job of challenging Cam to try to beat them through the air. They showed him some different looks. Cam was not as sharp through the air as he had been against Seattle. So Kansas City may look to utilize that, maybe some dime nickel packages, utilize five defensive backs, give Cam the opportunity to beat you through the air because he's proven at this point, or at least defenses have proven, that if they can contain him a little bit, it might throw him off his game. Now, the running game has been very good for the New England Patriots, so if they can get that going, that only allows Cam the time that he'll need to be able to add to that running attack. So there's the big difference from the New England Patriots offense from a year ago to now. It's definitely a little bit more run-oriented. The zone option reads are a big part of what Josh McDaniels loves to do. You know he loves to get cute with play calling. He watched the game Monday night. He saw Andy Reid dip into his bottomless bag of tricks. Josh wants to show that he's got a bag of tricks of his own. So this may end up being fun at times between these two teams if both offenses really start to cook. Well, and I'm glad you bring up the running game because I have to say a little bit of, of tongue-in-cheek. Everybody wants to know, I'm sure, did they go pick up Rex Burkhead this week for fantasy football? <laughs> well, I've started calling Rex touchdown Asaurus Rex. You know I love my dad jokes, Chris, and I'm going to throw them in every time I have the opportunity. But no, all kidding aside, Rex is one of those players that when he's unleashed really is such a dual threat weapon. He can beat you on the ground. He's very adept at catching passes out of the backfield. He runs routes very well for a runner. So a lot of people are looking at Rex and saying, why don't the Patriots utilize him more in this offense? Unfortunately, the one knock on Rex is he is injury prone. And the Patriots, I think, look to try to utilize him in the best fashion that they can when they need to. 
what will be interesting to see, and at the time we're recording this podcast, uh, Damian Harris, who has been on injured reserve, uh, second year running back out of Alabama, had a very promising training camp. He looked very good at being able to be a ground and pound runner combined with the ability on third down to catch the ball out of the backfield. If he's activated or if James White makes a return, then I don't believe you're going to see a whole lot of Rex Burkhead. You'll see him in spurts, but he's not going to explode the way he did the other night. I think in a lot of ways, you're going to see a combination of all the runners basically trying to come together to be able to beat Kansas City on the ground, maybe gash them for a few yards. That's not going to be easy, but they will try to do it. And if that is the case and the Patriots look to utilize the run, I look for a little bit more from a guy like Sony Michelle or maybe a combination of Harris and mostly White if he's active once again. But don't be a bit surprised to hear Rex Burkhead's name a few times on Sunday. I just don't think it's going to be as much as it was last week. Yeah, and I'd have to agree based on at least history from what I've seen from New England and their running backs, it always seems to be a running back committee uh, in that regard. Now, when you flip it over to the other side and you look at this Kansas City offense that, that this Patriots team is going to be facing, obviously we know that Kansas City can put up a bunch of points, but New England has one of the better pass defenses in the NFL, and I think we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but one thing that really sticks out to me is that you've got this high-scoring offense in Kansas City that really has played New England a lot lately. And I think that they kind of understand what New England is doing. And one thing that really stuck out last week when I watched them play the Vegas Raiders was the Raiders started to move the ball up and down the field the first half. What did you see in that game that let the Raiders get off to a hot start? And then what did New England do to really change things up the second half to slow them down? Well, one of the big things that the Patriots did well on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders that they didn't do so well against the Seattle Seahawks a couple of weeks ago was stick with their game plan. And that's essentially using nickel and dime packages, having five defensive backs on the field at all times and utilizing that strength of their defense. The secondary is still the strongest part of this defense. They've struggled a little bit in 2020. They haven't been the formidable unit that they were last year. That is largely in part to Stefan Gilmore, who seems to be a little off. And I'm not saying he's had a bad season, Chris, because I think that's an understate. I think that's that's really a uh, um, unfair uh, to Stefan to say that he's had a bad season. But he struggled a little bit in coverage where he hasn't in years past. Um, I think well, in a bad lot for him is different than bad for most. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a good problem to have for Stefan. Struggling for him still means he's pretty good and he is still very good in coverage. Um, the one thing that I think you're going to see New England do with their uh, their defensive backs is I think you're going to see the safeties play a large role. And that includes cornerback Jonathan Jones, who's used in the slot. You may even see him play a hybrid safety at times. He has been known to do that. He worked with the safeties uh, against Sammy Watkins a couple of years ago and again, against Tyreek Hill in the uh, 2018 AFC title game. Um, Jones was a big part of that to try to keep him in check. Now, granted, it's not easy to keep Tyreek Hill in check, but Jonathan Jones will be employed in that fashion. Um, If the Patriots are going to be successful, J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore are going to need to cover their primary weapons. That may mean Travis Kelsey, who Jawan Williams, the second-year corner hybrid safety for the New England Patriots out of Vanderbilt, has become their tight end eraser. And they face the tall task of facing arguably the best tight end in football this week. It's going to be his largest test to date. But Jawan's been very good at being able to be physical, hit them at the line of scrimmage, and be able to contain them. So I look for them to do that. 
But ultimately, what the Patriots will do with with uh, the run defense is they're going to try to set the edge, and they did a very good job of that against Las Vegas. Um, Chase Winovich started with that at the linebacker position. Dietrich Wise, Shalikwe Calhoun, these are players that are known to set the edge. Even Derek Rivers at times, if he's healthy, will be able to give you some solid pass rush and ability to contain the quarterback. At the same time, that allows guys like Jawan Bentley, Brandon Copeland, maybe even a Cash Malawi in the middle of the field at the linebacker position to be able to stay in and be a solid run stuffer. That's what the Patriots did. They didn't panic the way they did against Russell Wilson, trying to contain Chris Carson and um, Carlos Hyde. They overcompensated, brought their linebackers up way too much, and Russell Wilson let them pay. Patrick Mahomes is definitely capable of doing that and then some. So I don't think you're going to see the Patriots panic the way they did against the Seattle Seahawks. They'll use that as a blueprint and they'll play similar to how they played Sunday against the Raiders and Derek Carr. You know, you look at this game and one of the things that really stood out to me, especially with Bill Belichick, obviously Tom Brady moved on. We kind of talked about that earlier, but so many players for the Patriots opted out of this season and for them to be in the position that they're in, they're two and one going into this game against the chiefs who were three, and zero. I think this is going to be a fantastic game, but, but for them to be where they are, it says a lot about Belichick and his ability to coach uh, because he lost a lot of big name players going into this year. Yeah, without question. I think this may end up being Bill Belichick's most masterful job. And I think a lot of years we've said that in the past, but considering the loss that they've had, uh, you know, when it comes to the opt outs, especially Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, those are two indelible pieces of that Patriots defense, two guys that are known so well for allowing players to get into position, directing traffic. Dante Hightower is arguably the quarterback of that defense. And the Patriots have done a fairly good job of being in the right place at the right time. The struggles they've had have been more executional rather than being out of place. Even the coverage, uh, you know, problems supposedly that they had against the Seahawks were really not coverage problems. It was more about execution. Um, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were able to break free at times but they were never more than two, one or two yards ahead of their of of their uh, their defenders. Guys like Gilmore and Jackson, they were right there. It was just execution and a very good quarterback that was able to put it on a dime. They're facing that type of quarterback, an MVP in Patrick Mahomes on Sunday, and they're going to be well aware of that. So. Bill Belichick will have these guys coached up. Again, it really is masterful considering what he's done, not to mention that you lose the face of the franchise for the last 20 years, and you bring in a guy like Cam Newton who's looked fairly comfortable fairly early in that offense. So credit to Bill Belichick and, of course, the coaching staff around him, especially Josh McDaniels on the offensive side of the ball. They've really done a great job with this team this year. All right, let's go ahead and get down to the brass tacks. Where do you see this game? How do you see this game ending up for the Chiefs and the Patriots? Well, I've kind of flip-flopped back and forth with games with the Patriots. I was very gung-ho on them against the Dolphins. Uh, wasn't so confident against the Seahawks. Bounced back against the Raiders, and I picked them to win. Uh, to me, uh, to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, to me, are still, I think, a cut above uh, the rest of the teams in the AFC including the New England Patriots. I think the Pats go in and give them all they can handle. I like a high-scoring game in this one, but ultimately, I like the Chiefs coming out on top on this one. Um, you going to press me for a final score, or are we just going for uh, for you know predictions here? <laughs> I'll, I'll press you for a final score. I'm curious what you think it'll be. All right, press me for a final score. I'm going to say 38-31 Kansas City. Okay. 
Yeah, and I could see that. Uh, you know, honestly, this is going to be a very good game for Kansas City to really find out where they really are. Because, and I say that because in my mind, and, and no offense to the Patriots, but in my mind, the Ravens are probably the second best team in the NFL, at least from what I've seen. Uh, you know, and you can make an argument for Green Bay. You can make an argument for Seattle. And, and New England's played very well as well. But to see what they did to the Ravens, uh, you have to wonder if a lot of what the offseason was for Kansas City was getting ready for this game uh, against the Ravens. And, you know, OK, so they're at that point. They won the game. They won it by two scores. Uh, actually should have been three with as many points as they left on the field. And then to go up against the New England Patriots, who they've had a rivalry with over the past several seasons. But I think it lost some of its appeal just a little bit without Tom Brady there. I'm very curious to see how this game turns out. I do think it's going to be high scoring. I do think Kansas City finds a way to win it. Uh, I'm going to go 35-28. Uh, I do think that it's going to be you know a one score game. Uh, although I could see you know it be you know a two score game. Just really depends on if New England is able to score early and you know they can play their game. That's really what it comes down to. If they can also get Mahomes off the field early on, uh, like the Ravens weren't able to, that'll go a long way. Yeah, it definitely will. And I know that will be a big part of the Patriots game plan. Uh, Bill Belichick said to the media on Tuesday morning when he spoke for the first time on the Kansas City Chiefs that all the superlatives that he could possibly imagine have already been said about Patrick Mahomes. Bill Belichick usually doesn't give that kind of praise. He's known to talk up his opponent, but he won't give individual praise like that that often. You know it's well-deserved. And this is going to be a great game, as it always is when these two teams take the field together. Really looking forward to it. Really enjoy this crossover episode. Thank you very much for coming on. And we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. And so, Patriots fans, four down and one to go until game day. But that one to go is a big one because tomorrow here on Locked on Patriots, I'll be providing my official preview of the matchup between the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs and your New England Patriots. And I might just be joined by a pretty special guest. Wondering who that might be? You'd have to tune in tomorrow to find out. So, to be sure that you do not miss tomorrow's game preview, our special guest here on Locked On Patriots, along with my game prediction, be sure to download Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to us on Google Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to Locked On Patriots on Apple Podcasts. Just make sure you're staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank Chris Clark, host of Locked On Chiefs, for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, folks, stay safe, stay well, continue to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.